listening to Lead Defend, the podcast designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of your young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build your faith as you engage in a changing culture. Here are your hosts, Seth Tucker and Ryan Scantling. Hey, welcome to Lead Defend Podcast. We are going to be talking about living the single life or how to, to, to make the most of singleness, if you will. But, but we first want to talk about uh, taking advantage of singleness, like making the most of it. Ryan, uh, what, do, what are some thoughts you have about uh, taking advantage of singleness? Yeah, I think man, in that season of life when you're single, you just have freedom. In fact, Paul talks about that in 1 Corinthians 7, that that you've got this freedom and singleness that you can use to do ministry. And, and man, there's just endless relationship possibilities, those kind of things. We actually have Marissa here with us also. And hey, Marissa, why don't you jump in on that? Uh, yeah, um, I would say one of the biggest blessings um, just in college and into post-grad um, has been all the friendships I've been able to cultivate and um, meeting new people at coffee shops or at church. And um, my schedule is just so much more free, maybe, and less, um, uh, I guess, I'm not thinking about, you know, somebody else necessarily I, in, a, in a thoughtful way, but I just think I can go grab dinner after work with my girlfriend, Caitlin, or it can just, there's so much like possibilities to um, grow friendships and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think, uh, so I I have been single now several years after college, so I'm 27, Mm -hmm. and and even within that singleness, you just have opportunities to do things, like any mission trip, I could say yes to. Uh, Any vacation, I could go, if I could afford it, I could go on it. I didn't have obligations (laughs) to other people, to a family, to things like that, so... Uh, me and a buddy go skiing every February. Why? Because we can. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I flew out to a friend's wedding in Phoenix by myself because I could. And I went four days early so I could go to the Grand Canyon. Like, did I go by myself? Yes. Was it fun? I had a blast. Um, so I think uh, just just the opportunity to do some of those things yeah. while you're single, man, take advantage of those. you got freedom. But I'll just say this. That as a guy called to ministry, man, it has been some of the most rewarding years of my life. And I think that even 50 years from now, I'll look back believing that. Mm. That I've got to spend late nights hanging out, doing stuff that I never would have had the opportunity yeah. to do. So and there's some freedom. I just even think about like small things. Like my my roommate, um, we're both single. And uh, we have, there are two other girls that we're really good friends with who are both single. You know, if it's like, hey, do you want to go see... Um, not, and it's not that married people can't do this, but it's like, hey, do you want to, like, take PTO and go drive to Nashville? Or, like, last minute, like, do you want to just, like, go see a movie? It can be, like, just, I think it's, like, very free as far as your schedule, lots of schedule freedom. Yeah, the last two nights I've been to the movie theater. No, the last two nights. Awesome. I mean, and I saw a 930 movie. What and did you so, see? Uh, I saw Spider-Man, and then, I guess the night before wasn't at the movie theater, but I was at a friend's house watching a movie, yeah. so... That's yeah. awesome. I haven't seen a movie that wasn't animated in probably four oh, years. Man. That's the difference in the single life. Yeah, and that's it. Frozen two coming out. That's it. And later we will talk about kind of uh, expectations on marriage. But let me just tell you, like, you know, your married friends don't have time for all the stuff that you guys that you guys have going on. Like, enjoy it. I mean, I'm not saying that like I wish I could go back, but I wish I would have taken more advantage of my time that I when I was single. Yeah. Um, yep. and, and done more stuff with my friends. And hear this from a single guy. I'm not blasting those of you who oh, no. made a decision to get married early. No. Not in fact, there are some times when I think single people are jealous of that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 
in a bad way. No, uh, but but we also want to talk about contentment. I mean, that's that's a word that gets thrown out a lot about singleness. Like like, oh, you should just be content with it. But let's let's talk about that. Like, yeah. Marissa, what are your thoughts on on contentment in yeah. singleness? Um, I would say, I think you can be can you can be content. And then you can also long for something more. Um, mm. I am super happy in my life right now. I love all my friends. Like we said, endless schedule possibilities. I've gotten to travel a whole lot um, in the past few years um, and grow different relationships. Um, but I do know that one day I'd, I'd like to be married. I'd like to, um, you know, find the love yeah. of my life and yeah. be best friends and get married, that kind of thing. So I do long for like this deeper relationship. Um, but I am super happy with where I am right now. I'm content with, um, like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm missing. I, I don't feel like I'm necessarily missing out on but this there's thing. a tension there, right? Tension. You're, you're content, yeah. but you're also longing for something that's in, in the distant future or in the soon future. Yeah. Um, and, and so in that tension, you're saying I'm completely satisfied and I want to live life to the fullest right where I'm at. But, but I also have hopes of something greater and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think sometimes we as singles just need to hear that, that there's nothing wrong with the stage of life that we're in. Yeah. But there's also nothing wrong with putting our hopes on, you know, one day being married as long as that's not the, the only hope that you have in life. Yeah. 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 Don't be obsessed with that. Right. Yeah. I mean like that just be the only consuming thought. And I just think there's a good balance with it. I think we can be forced to go one of two ways. We either are just pining away, waiting for a relationship. You see lots of um, examples of that. Or you have to be super confident. Like, I don't need a, a, a husband or a wife. Like, I'm feeling great about myself. Mm. Don't need nobody. Um, but I think there can be a both. You can be confident. Yeah, so you're, so you're not just sad, waiting around for marriage. Yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but you're living life where God's called you right now. And and I think that, that brings a good question yeah. man, about being called to singleness. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think in church vernacular and language, yeah. oh, that man. is the scariest phrase in the world. People will ask, and, and sometimes it frustrates me mm. that people ask this at a young age, like 16, yeah. 18 even. Oh, yeah. Oh, are you called to be single? Well, can I just say this, that, that you are called to be single until you're married. Like God's That's called good. you to do exactly what you're doing, yeah. and until the moment that you've made a commitment to one another before the Lord, that you put a ring on her finger, she's put a ring on yours, and, and you're married. So, right now I'm dating someone, but I'm still called to live this life of singleness. I'm not completely committed to her until yeah. until we're married. Yeah, now, I've I've got former students actually that will will call me and and they'll talk to me about their single life, and they'll even say things like, "Seth, I'm I'm just worried that that God's called me to be single." And I'm like, dude, like, if you're called to be single, I think you would desire to be single. Does that make sense? Like, for the rest of their life is what I mean. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I'm not saying that that person will get married, but I'm saying, like, that person has the potential of marrying. Does that? Yeah, I think... Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Don't, don't I make statements. Much. Don't make statements that I'm called to be single just because you had a couple bad dates or a bad experience. Yeah. That you, you really don't know what God holds in your future. And so I think the only way that you can know if you're called to be single is, one, if you've heard a direct directive from the Lord, and some people have, or if you get to the end of your life and you're single. Like <laughs> yeah. if you yeah. die and you were single, then you knew that you were called to be single. That's good. Sometimes we That's overcomplicate really this thing of, man, what is God calling me to? Am I single? Am I called to be married? Well, 
ultimately, you don't know until it happens, until God places that person in your life. I, I just think that as you pursue God, he's going to bring the people in your life that he desires to be there. Yeah. Um, and so, so as far yeah. as called to be single, I think that's it. But, yeah. but Seth, I think one of the most helpful things for single people, and hopefully Marissa would agree, is to have realistic expectations of marriage. S- some of us as singles yeah. really, uh, how do you say, we, we maybe over-elevate what marriage yeah. is, and we say, yeah. oh, marriage is the dream. And if I can just get there, all of my world's problems will be solved forever. Um, yeah, no, I, I get that. Like for, for guys in particular, like I hear this like, man, like I've, I've struggled with like pornography or lust, but you know, once I get married, that's going to go away. I'm like, oh, you know, man. listen, like you, you're not having, mm. it, it's not like that. Guys, listen, just hear me out real quick on this. When you're married, it's not just like nonstop sex. Okay, that that is not what it's going to be like. See, because a lot of guys really perceive they really, that. They really think that. I mean, I thought that for a time. Like, yeah, you know, I've been pl- to plenty of bachelor parties yes. and, and with guys right before weddings. And they're like, oh, wow, things are about to change. It's about to change. <laughs> and, and the truth is, uh, I, I'll even tell you all, like, I mean, sex is good. God, God intended for us to have it. But ultimately, there's so much more to marriage than sex. And in fact, sex is... Is, is not even the thing that you, if you've never had sex, it's not the thing that you've dreamt it to be. It's not going to satisfy all your needs. It's not going to leave you more fulfilled. Bro, that's a letdown. I know, I know, but it's it's wonderful. It's a pleasure, but it, it's it's not going to be some <laughs> magic pill that's going to make your life better. Um, okay, are you taking magic pills, Seth? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Okay, okay so, so guys... Per- <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, Marissa. Okay. So guys perceive that it's yes. sex all the time in marriage. All the time. Mm. But and I think girls have a different pers- yes. perspective. So, so and, and this is very, like, niche right here, but, but I've been around a lot of young ladies, whether it be high school or college students, who perceive that marriage is going to be some sort of a fairy tale. Mm. Like, like there's going to be rose petals on my bed every night, or yeah. like he's going to make breakfast me a bath, he's going to cook me breakfast, he's going to do Wait, dishes Seth, with you me. You don't put rose petals on the bed every night? I don't. I no. can't. I mean, the, the roses don't grow fast <laughs> enough in my yard to do that. Um, but, but, you know, there's also this idea that, like, we're going to do dishes together and sing songs. Mm. And, man, the truth is... Like that—that's just marriage is not a fairy tale. Ma- marriage is just like any other relationship you've ever had in your life. Not just dating, but any relationship. There's gonna be hard times. There's gonna be great times. And you just—you just need to know that it's not all about sex, guys. There's so much better things in marriage. But girls, it's not all just like cupcakes and and and, and sunny days. Like yeah. there's there's hard. It's a it's a it's a work. And it's I'll take work. that like a step further. Um, yeah. Like in that fairy tale life, I think. Maybe sometimes girls think marriage is going to fix our problems. No. Mm. And, um, you know, whatever these issues are we're having, dating, well, they're all just going to kind of go away when we get married. And it's going to be this, like, healing balm to our, our problems. And um, I really just think marriage maybe magnifies those healing more. Healing balm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, if you've got problems in your dating relationship and you think it's going to get fixed with marriage, like... Listen, spending every waking moment together mm-hmm. is not going to fix something that has been a big problem while you're dating every now and then. It's a good word. Like, mm-hmm. hey, Seth, let me let me ask this question. Because yes, you're please. Marissa and I are both single. We're not married. Seth, you're the only married person in the room. So yes. what do you wish that you would have done in your single life mm. that really would have benefited marriage? 
Man, or, I, or maybe just what do you wish that you would have taken advantage of in your single life? I wish that I would have, this might sound weird, I wish I would have dated less and spent more time with my bros. Um, because if you are going to develop relationships or friendships with, with your same gender, uh, that's the time to do it. Because once you're married, you're, you're, you're learning and developing this relationship with your spouse. And, and so I wish that I could have gone back and just spent more time having crazy moments with my friends. Like, you know, just taking off and going to Six Flags. Or, you know, spending New Year's Eve at the beach. <laughs> Six Flags or, is as crazy hey, as it can possibly get. It, it's about as crazy as it can get. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I'm so sorry. Judge me. I never had the fun. Um <laughs> I don't, I don't know. No fun. No fun. <laughs> oh, oh so, my gosh. Marissa, you, you brought up earlier that, that there are endless relationship possibilities in yeah. singleness. And so that, that's really playing on what Seth said. So what are some ways that in singleness you can man, really build friendships that last a lifetime, even through marriage, if that's on the other end for some people? Yeah. Um, you know, one of the, well, two, but the first one I'm going to talk about has been my grandma lives in Little Rock and um you know I get to see her every week and just like f- even family people like that she doesn't you know she can't drive really well and so it's different even if it wasn't your grandma or say it's just um I don't know who it would be but you can really just like spend time with people and I don't think you can make up for quality time and I think that might be a battle that some married people have to fight um is they are fighting that time battle with their spouse and then with other people. And so I, let's not use the term fight, fight. Uh, but, but, but when, when you <laughs> <laughs> make it sound like, like this, it's not a fairy tale, but it's like, not I'm not having tale. a boxing match with my wife over no, time. No, but no, no, I, no, oh, I get you. I get well. you. <laughs> <laughs> but Marissa is turning red. I'm right now. like, <laughs> But we're going to just keep powering through. Um, so, you know, I think that has been really great. Yeah. Is Like I said earlier, I can grab lunch with whoever and dinner and, you know, all the things of trips and the time problem is not as much of a problem. So, Seth, tell us a little bit about how making friends in singleness is valuable because that's immensely more difficult when you get into marriage. Yeah, I mean, if, if your marriage and that relationship is work, which it is, every one of them takes work. It takes commitment. It takes, it takes time. And, and so with that, like you have to, you have to judge, am I going to, um, you have to judge in this marriage relationship, like I'm going to develop friendships, but ultimately they're going to be on the side of this main relationship that I have with my spouse. Yeah, and so in singleness, it's really important to oh. develop those friendships that Absolutely. that can last a lifetime. That can last forever. You have more freedom and flexibility to do so. Yeah, and I'll even say, um, I think something that would be good is setting up healthy expectations with your married friends. Um, yeah. As far as, you know, they're, maybe they were your best friend and go-to person, but, you know, that is something I think... You have to reevaluate with your married friends and giving them some space, maybe six months, maybe it's a year to like give them a lot of what you would say grace or I don't know. I don't necessarily think they're in the wrong and it's like they need all this grace, but I think you have to give them more space to. um, You're just going to have to reevaluate the, the, the time that you expect to spend with them. Yeah. It, and I don't think there's a time frame on that, like a year mm. or six months. I think it's that, hey, this is my my best friend. 
That's true. But we're not going to get the same amount of time that we once did. Now, early on in their marriage, it's going to be way less. Yeah. But later on, like, it will grow. But what you have to, it's never going to be the way it was when they were single. Like, it never will. But it is valuable for single people to have married friends. It is. Oh, so valuable for for married people to have single friends. Yeah. Uh, both ways because for single people it it helps give us a picture of what marriage can look like Mm. Uh, I mean Seth I can learn how not to do marriage from you how to do marriage from you you, just from observing and so (laughs) uh, in fact uh, just being around folks that have kids it's like oh this is what fatherhood eventually could look like for me and so there's value in those things and seeing like marriage like people work through their their -hmm. problems and like just different issues that come up maybe and just like seeing a, a marriage play out, I think, can be special, and maybe you're not involved yeah. in all their, yeah. all their things. But I think that can be really. I think that's been something life giving with my friends, married friends, is um, seeing them work through things and just yeah. like I don't know. And the new dynamic that that single people need to realize. So your let's say your your friend just got married, but your friend is you're a girl and your friend's a guy, mm. or or you know it's the friendship with the opposite the opposite sex. Like you need to. You need to understand that their marriage will come before you, mm, and yeah. so they. And if it doesn't, then you need to recognize that it hasn't, and you probably need to say, "Hey, listen, your marriage needs to come first. But it's this idea that that you need to become friends with their spouse, mm. okay? Yeah. And and even if it's the same gender, right? Like, so my guy friends, like, if they yeah. don't like my wife, like, we're not going to hang it's out, yeah. you know. And so it just, it's going to change a little bit, but my wife and I both, we work really hard to get to know our, our spouse's friends. That's good. Because, because we want to be a part of that relationship. So. Well, like, I definitely think it shows you care too. That's, that's special. It's like, they're the most important person to you. So as a married person, I need to know this. What are some things that married people say to single people that they shouldn't? Ooh, that's a good, good thing. One. Marissa, you, you tear off in this. One of my favorites. <laughs> sorry, overall. It's my personal favorite. I hear yeah. it often is, it'll happen when you least expect it. <laughs> you know, you're just wait until, you know, you don't even need anybody, and then it's going to hit you, and they'll drop in front of you like an angel, and they'll be there. I think that is the... That is one I've heard endlessly is it'll happen when you least expect it, which I think there's there's positive feeling behind that when they say that. It's not a, it's not yeah. actually not true because I know a lot of friends that has happened to, but I would say yeah. over the past six years it's gotten kind of old. I will tell you all this as we're talking about this, and we need to keep talking about it. I need to hear it. But your married friends do not mean to be offensive or stupid. Yeah. yeah. They just yeah. are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they it's just, just different are. stages of life. Yes. And so. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and when I invite married guys to go do things, I'm, I'm not meaning to belittle their wife that I'm trying to yeah. take them away at 9.30 p.m. I just yeah. don't have a have a way to understand what, what's going on. Yeah. Now, another thing that I hate hearing, oh, why aren't you dating anyone? Mm. And so, man, in those seasons where it's like, why aren't you dating anyone? I'm like, well, why don't you give me that 10 out of 10 to like, like yeah, introduce yeah. me to yeah. somebody, yeah. you know? Because yeah. uh, I was never opposed to somebody introducing me to someone. Um, but that, that was a question that yeah. kind of, my next one would probably be, I've heard a lot as well is I don't understand your, why aren't you dating? I don't understand. You're so great. And I totally understand that it's a, it's like a compliment and it's super nice, I, I guess, because they're like, Oh, you're so great. But I, I think I'm still just, I think at this point I'm like, I don't, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm also confused too. Yeah. yeah, it's like I I don't know about that one. That's yeah. not yeah. my favorite. I think one of the hard things for single people is finding community, and so. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting. It's hard for single people to find community, but we have more freedom and flexibility to do that. So yeah. I think we'll end on this. Uh, just as a single person, remember that you can take advantage of that singleness in ministry, uh, the freedom that you have with friends. Uh, and also, there's a possibility to be content, but also long for something more. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in to Lead Defend. You can follow us on all social media, and we'll talk to you next time. That's it for this episode of Lead Defend. Until next time, check out our website at leaddefend.org for details on the next Lead Defend conference or shoot Seth and Ryan an email at leaddefend at absc.org. If you want to help us out, rate and review Lead Defend on your podcast app and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Now go lead. A podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention.